trust and obey. Please rise and sing along.
but to trust and obey. Shall we pray? Wonderful and gracious Heavenly Father, we are grateful for your love and that we might be called the children of such a high and great and loving God. We thank you for sending your Son to save us, for your Spirit to keep us and comfort us each day. Be with us today to help us praise and glorify your name. May your word live in our hearts as we learn and worship today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> the announcements. Yes, there are quite a few different kinds. The Wednesday Project Blessing, uh, Nurture and Outreach, uh, 10 o'clock on Thursday, and the food truck this week, one. Uh, next week, the joyful sound. We'll uh, tell your neighbors and bring them along. Uh, there's an important announcement, uh, 90th birthday for Emily Kauflesch, and uh, 90th birthday, and if you want to bring your cards into the church next Sunday, then the ladies will be going over to visit her on, on Monday. It says church conference on the September 25th. That's right? Yeah. Okay. I guess the pastor will be back for a minute. No? Not going to bother, huh? Okay. That's the way it goes. And there's a list on the back of the bulletin that you might have missed for Eva's place. Uh, October 16th is when it'll be gathered together and and uh, plan to take it over. Uh, so look at the list and uh, be planning the stuff that you you can help with that project. Young disciples, old disciples, <laughs> any That's okay. I'll give it for everyone. Oh boy. Hey, Jace, come with Tam and rescue me. Come on, Jace. We don't need any knees popping out of place. Jace will probably get up easier than maybe almost everybody. <laughs> okay. What is this? Everybody knows what this is, right? It's a whatchamagigger. You got it. Well, so often the cell phone um, can be viewed down upon because of some bad things that take place on cell phones. But there's also some positives. And I'm going to give you an example of it. When I go for my bike ride in Florida, I put in one ear pod for safety and leave the other ear open. But I have a podcast on here, the Charles Stanley podcast. 
It's a Christian podcast, and I listen to that each morning on my bike ride. My bike ride usually takes about 40 minutes, so about 20 minutes of it, I'm listening to the daily Bible story, that he, his daily podcast. So when you see people using cell phones and ear pods, don't always think negative. There's a lot of positive that can be done with cell phones. Um, in prayer, you can pray anywhere. You don't have to have a cell phone to pray. You don't have to have a Bible in front of you to pray. You can talk to God in the shower, in the car, as long as you don't close your eyes in the car <laughs> when you're driving. But you can talk to God anywhere. And in the uh, first book of Thessalonians, I believe I said that right, Thessalonians, um, I believe it's the 15th verse, Prayer without, pray without ceasing. So you can pray continuously, you know, because God is always listening. You can do it when you're walking. Um, if you're just sitting and meditating, just sitting there quietly, you can always talk to God. He always has an open ear. So often people rely on God when there's a crisis in our life. We don't have to wait for a crisis to talk to the Lord. Okay? Let us pray. Our kind Heavenly Father, let's keep in mind that you always have an open ear for us to talk to, whether it's in time of need or in time of happiness. Let's remind us to always take the time to talk to you every day, whether it's one minute or 60 minutes. In your name we pray. Amen. Joys and concerns. Mert asked um, that I ask for prayers for her brother who was in the hospital and they don't have any um, answers to what's going on. So prayers for Mert's brother. Mert's nephew. Um, I'd like prayers this morning for our nation especially. Um, I was one of those people who was not listening to the news. You know, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see anything about it. But right now, um, they're trying to get a one-party system in, which is not going to, doesn't matter which party it is, it's not going to be good if it's a one-party system. So we need to be writing to our congressmen and or calling them, do whatever you got to do, but it's time for us to do something about it. Good morning. I am Patty, Shirley's youngest daughter, and I have a joy today. 
We came from Florida to Michigan this past week for her granddaughter, my niece's wedding yesterday in Holly. And we decided we were gonna get mom up here for church to see all of you, her church family. And also, interestingly enough, her childhood best friend's husband had passed away and there was a ceremony at the National Cemetery on Friday afternoon in Holly, and that's where we were. So she was able to see her longtime best friend. And I also wanted to say thank you to everybody in the UMW and the Bible study for keeping my mom in your thoughts and sending cards and pictures. I, we really appreciate it. So it's nice to see everybody today. I'd like for uh, y'all to say a prayer for my son, oldest son. He's going to be flying out today to California. He, uh, the company he works for builds computer boards for these factories, and he's going to be out there for about a week or so. So prayers for him and his family. I would like to thank every, all the fellows that were outside a little while ago and helped me get my car, uh, get out of my car and uh, get it unlocked. Just asking for blessings. Our oldest son is getting married next Sunday. I got a joy. We had another nice motorcycle ride. Everybody's safe. Uh, I got a few concerns of friends of mine uh, from the group from the Christian Motorcyclist Association. Uh, Mike Vargas lost his wife last Sunday, and she had the cancer and was really bad. So I went to their funeral, and my brother's mother-in-law passed away. Be uh, Sue Vincent. And my friend Doug Watson's youngest daughter, I don't think she's 35 anyway, she just went, underwent uh, breast cancer, and she's hopefully doing all right, but she's got three children, so remember them. Thank you. I have a joy. Um, we had our football game which was really weird to have on a Saturday afternoon, but we also had alumni band. I have it every year, and it's always a joy to have my graduates come back and play with me and reminisce and chat with the new kids, and um, they come after uh, to my house afterwards, and we just chat and have a good old time. So it was good to see them, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I have a joy. Uh, last Sunday, I was able to go up to Glenny to the uh, Canoe Marathon Memorial. And there was a service to induct my brother Tom into the, uh, the list of people that are on the, the monument there. Uh, there were 13 people. It took like two and a half hours for the ceremony for people to say good things and uh, uh, 
peculiar thing sometimes about the, the, uh, the inductees. And uh, we got together as a family, and so there were quite a few of us up there for Tom. It's then, shall we pray? Heaven and Flabler, we humbly come before your throne, asking your healing hand, your comfort, your love, to be poured out on those mentioned this morning. We thank you for the many praises that you place in our lives. We also ask for strength to follow your direction in our lives each day. We ask for your protection for our servicemen and women and direction for our government officials. Be with our speaker today that your word may reach our hearts and bring us closer to you. Thank you for the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples so long ago. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Will the ushers come forward for the offering?
Father, we present to you our offerings for the ministry of your church. Give us direction in our use of these funds and multiply them to further your kingdom. In the name of your Son, we pray. Amen. We have the opportunity this morning to hear from Pam. Yeah, it'll be different than last week or a week before. Okay, good morning. Um, When Pastor Pat asked me if I would do this, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe, let me think. (laughs) So, um, let's pray. Father, we come to you. We thank you. We thank you for this, the rain that we got this morning, that's for sure. We thank you that you give us this beautiful church and that we can come here and praise you and worship you in spirit and truth. I pray that we have ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to feel. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So Linda Willer asked me, she said, well, did you get a word? I said, well, I actually got three words. And the first word that I got was contentment. And I thought, well, there's got to be more than just contentment. So I thought about it, and I came up with confession, conviction, contentment. So um, starts out with conve- con- confession that we have to come to, the, to God. We have to confess our sins. He shows us what sins that we've you know, that we've done, and we only are the only ones that know that. So we have to go to him and confess our sins so that he can come into us when we're, we're clean, when we're, we're ready for him to come into us. So confession is an admission of guilt or sin, a statement of belief to declare one's faith, to tell one's sins to God. And then admission means the right to enter belief or a conviction. And a conviction is a a strong belief. So then I got thinking admission. So it's like, well, yeah, that's true. If you wanted to go to a theater, you're not going to get in there unless you pay something. Unless you you pay your portion to get in there, that's how you get in to see the movie. So for God, you also have to come to him with a price. There's a price to pay also. So you come to him and you pay that price. You give him your sin. He's already taken it. He's already, Christ has already died for it, but there is an admission that you have to do. So First Chronicles um, 1, 21 and 8 says, David said unto God, I have sinned greatly because I have done this thing, but now I beseech you, do away with the iniquity of my servant. So he had, he knew we all know that when we've sinned, we know when we sin. We know it could be a word. It could be a look. It could be just the fact that you didn't, you didn't go somewhere that, you know, you wanted someone asked you to come somewhere and you didn't go. You said you were going to go, but you didn't go. So we have to first know God. We have to have him in our heart. We have to give our life to him so that then he can operate through us. So then the second word was 
Commitment. Commitment is a pledge, a promise, and a pledge is something that we promise, and a promise is an agreement to do or not to do something, which is a vow. A vow is a solemn promise or a pledge as one made to God or with God binding oneself to him. So when we vow ourselves and we ask God, you know, commitment is a lot of you are committed to come here every week. Um, Do you come here for the right reasons? Do you come here just to check it off the calendar and say, okay, I went that day? Do you come here because God has asked you to come here? Do you come openly, honestly? Do you come just to be with your friends? Do you come to have a cup of coffee? Do you come because God asked you to come because he wants to help you? My sister um, goes to Catholic Church, and she stopped going for a while because she said that she wasn't getting anything out of it. So she'd only go when certain ministers or priests were not there. So she went this one Sunday when one of the priests that she don't normally go to was there, and he said in the sermon, he said, do you come here to get something every Sunday? What do you give? What part of yourself do you give? Do you just come sit in the pew to get something and go out the door? What do you give? Like, do you touch someone else's heart? I mean, one man, one person up here can't do it all. Like, I know things about some of you that you're going through that other people don't know. But I think it's my responsibility to help. It's my responsibility to give also, not just to take. And I think that's what... she. Anyway, she came out of there thinking, wow, I think you know he was talking just to me because I'm the one that had kind of said... I don't get anything out of it. But, you know, was she, gonna, was she also given anything? You know, she goes there, sits in pew, and then goes home. I mean, I think there's a lot more to, to church. I think there's a lot more to your walk with God than just coming here and sitting in a wooden chair. I, I, that's my feeling. I just, that's how I feel. And if you're not going to give more, then why do you feel you should receive? I mean, if you're not going to give anything, why do you feel that you should receive anything? So Second Chronicles says, and they, say, they swore unto the Lord with a loud voice and with a shout and with the trumpets and with, and with cornets. And all Judah rejoiced at the oath, for they had sworn with all their heart and sought him with all their whole desire. And he was found of them, and the Lord gave them rest round about. He, they gave God something, and in return, God gave them something. So then, actually, um, the first word that I, I got was contentment. Do you, are you contented? You know, we went through a really rough couple years with COVID and everything, and I think people have became so discontent, if that's a word. <laughs> and they're so unhappy, and they're so, they think everybody else owes them something. They don't have to do anything anymore because they can use the excuse of COVID. Well, you know, COVID's here, COVID's there, and they don't, they're, they don't even have to be nice anymore. I mean, I work, work at the public too, and I hear the girls say, wow, 
wow, you know, I mean, something so simple, and they won't even do that for themselves. And it's like, where, where's the contentment? Where, what are you, in, you, what, what are you, what do you, what makes you happy? You know, am I here to make you happy or can just you make you happy? Can just the things that you do in your life make you happy? Like, I can't, now, you know, tell this to the kids too. You know, I, I can't make you happy. What makes you happy? You have to step out and do something also. So I'll tell you this little story that happened yesterday. My grandkids came. Well, first my son called. I have to do some electrical at my home. And my son called and said, well, today work for me to do the electrical. I said, sure, that's fine. And um, didn't know that when he came, he was going to cut the power. I mean, immediately when he came, I had some laundry in. But um, I didn't say anything because I've been waiting for him to come. So he cut the power. And my youngest grandson stayed with me. Then the other two, these are Nick's boys, they were supposed to come and stay. So I have no power. And of course, the little guy, he's only two. He doesn't care about that. But he does like his cartoons. So then the next, the oldest boy came. The youngest boy, or the middle boy, ended up going home because he was throwing a little bit too much of a fit. So he had to go home. But the, old, the youngest and the oldest stayed. And they loved to watch TV. And I kept saying to Joe, we have no power but I want to watch my car. I said, Joe, we have no power. Let's find, we had to find something else to do. So we'd go outside for a little while and he'd come back in. Is there power? Like, no, Joe, there's no power. <laughs> so it went on like that for 10 hours and that they were there. And um, they did try to find something to do. But you know, we, they're little, so they didn't look at what we still had that was good. Like, living in town, you still have running water. Living in town, you still can use your bathroom. And because I have um, natural gas, I was able to light the stove with a lighter. You know, so those were all, and it was warm yesterday, it wasn't cold. So those were all good things. Little kids aren't going to look at that. But I thought, well, those were four things that were to the good, you know. Yes, we didn't have power, but it was in the day. Yes, we couldn't watch TV, and they were getting a little bit antsy, but you know what, later on, I noticed they went in on one of the beds, they opened up a book, and they looked at it. I mean, they sat there and laid on that bed, and they were giggling and laughing and carrying on, I'm like, wow, you know, without the TV, I would have been somewhere else, they would have been in watching TV, you know, so they did find a way to be content in what the circumstances gave them. And I think that's what we have to also do. We have to find the good in things. We have to find, you know, there's a lot of bad in this world going on right now, but we do have to find what is actually, because there is good. There really is. There's good people. There's good things that happen. We have to seek it out ourselves. We can't always depend on somebody else knocking on our door and telling us, hey, you know, you, you could do this today or that today. And, you know, we're going to bless you with that. No, sometimes we have to do it ourselves. We have to get in the word. We have to, you know, call our own friends. We have to seek God. We have to find ourselves. So... Contentment is 
having or showing no desire for something more or different is a satisfied is to be satisfied and to satisfy to be satisfied is to be be full to be fulfill the needs or desire to be to be grateful you know we need to be grateful for what we do have and i think you know living in the united states is rough right now but i think there's a lot of places that are a lot they have a lot more going on than what we got going on right now so philippians 4 11 through 14 and this was a Colossians, if everybody remembers when we did that, <laughs> years and years and years ago. 11 through 14 says, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abraced and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to, be, and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Notwithstanding, ye have well done that ye did communicate with my afflictions. So I just feel that um, God is telling us that, you know, just like what uh, Diana said, we got to get involved, we got to, we got to speak up. We got to. We got to know that we know that we know who we believe in, and why why we believe in that. So that's all I got for you. But let's pray, Father. I come before you. I thank you. I thank you that first we can come and confess our sins to you and openly ask you to come into our lives. Secondly, that there is a commitment there that we be committed to you, and that we be content in all that we do, that we can find, we can find somehow to, to be content in your ways and in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. Not much, but a little bit, huh? <laughs> so we're going to um, sing Standing on the Promises.
power goes out, they'll understand what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Father, we come today. We thank you as a church family. We thank you for all that you give us. We thank you for all of these people. We pray to go this week and find some.